Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another spooky edition of Fantastic Minute. This isn't spooky. <laughs> it's October. We just did a ghost tour, so I thought making it spooky might be fun. It's, it's not. not spooky. We're here to talk about Minute 18 of Fantastic Mr. Fox by Wes Anderson. I'm Tyler Boudreau, film fan. I'm Condra. Still not into this. <laughs> what do you mean? At least I didn't do the spooky voice again. No. No Don Pardo. <laughs> With musical guest. No. <laughs> oh, man. You're okay. making Hal disappointed in you and you know me. You know what? Shout out to We Got This with Mark and Hal. Okay. Bless them. Now that that's over, we're going to talk about Minute 18, 18 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. It starts with Match Plan Phase 1, title card appearing on the screen, and it ends with Mr. Fox and Kylie climbing a tree to try to get over a fence at Bacchus's. It is Master Plan Phase 1, Bacchus's Chicken House Number 1. Yes. So we are very specifically attacking chickens. Yes. As discussed. Only in house one. And only in house one. Only the chickens in house one. Houses two through 24 are fine. Yeah, they're safe. I I don't know how many houses there are. I don't know either. We could probably go back and look at the records. It's probably Uh, somewhere. No. Um, Okay. But what do you got for this minute, Carmen? First of all, let's just talk about the lighting that. Why on earth would they pick the night of a full moon to go break into this place? Because full it is moon. so bright. Full moon, full moon, it is, full moon. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I have this thing with my friends where on the full moon we gather around a circular object. So you're a coven. I can't full moon. <laughs> so you're a coven, and I'm concerned for my life now. <laughs> Great, my brother is a witch. Witch hunted up people. It's like a joke. Uh, But it also sounds super culty and I'm concerned. I know, but it's really funny though. And like people give us weird looks because we do it at the peak. Because they should give you weird looks. Wait, last time last full moon this is the harvest moon we did at the peak, which was at seven thirteen. Sorry. So like it was like still like normal time. Like we either do it at the peak or at midnight. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> you guys are a cult. I'm We've so only con- done it twice. I'm so concerned. But yes, the moon is very cool. and uh, um, It's cool, but it's so bright. Like, why would you plan a heist? A quote-unquote you know, heist? They're not even wearing their bandit hats. They are. They have them on the top of their heads. They don't even have them pulled down. But I mean, at this point, they're not inside yet. No, it kind of disproves my theory that, like, they're wearing the bandit hats so that the other critters don't see it. Because it's illegal in critter law to steal ah. to for the safety of everyone so that the humans don't get mad at the critters. So theoretically, it's perfectly fine for them to be running around with bandit hats around their, like, friends. But, like, once they get into human territory, that's when they need to wear their bandit hats. Maybe it's a law that applies only when in human areas kind of thing. Like if you're in human area, you must wear bandit hats. So no, they do not know what species. No, you are, so they don't like get. No, when you're doing illegal, like, like <laughs> if you're gonna steal food, at least wear a bandit hat. I don't know. If you're gonna don't... do illicit activities. I think it's illegal what they're doing because Felicity gets angry, kind of thing, and I suspicious. But I don't think it's necessarily illegal. It's just very unsafe. Yes, but so maybe the bandit hats are just to make them feel cool. Because, you know... I feel like that's honestly a pretty good reason. Yeah. No, really, that's really the only reason to wear a bandit hat. I would it's, wear a bandit hat. I'm not getting you a bandit hat. I would only wear ash. The ash and bandit no, hat? Yeah. The sock or no. the stars? The, the, with the stars. Okay. I would only wear the bandit hat with the stars. All right. Well... But that would be like a very specific cosplay. Maybe if you're good. Oh, yay. No. Okay. Mr. Fox is also just like wearing a suit. 
And so Kylie is wearing his vest, his fishing gear. He's wearing their normal clothes. So basically what's happening is they're going to Box's house to steal some chickens. So we just they're, basically get a bunch of establishing shots of them going there. Yeah, they're running across a field. They run they're, through a river in front of the Beaver Dam. Oh, man. What were you going to say? I don't know. I was trying to think of a good damn joke. A damn good joke? A damn good joke. <laughs> to make Rick reared and proud, and I just did not. And I feel... Shout un- out to Rick. Uncle Rick. I just pointed to the sky like David Ortiz. Bless Uncle Rick. Uh, when they're run- they're running through some uh, corn field corn, grain, type grain grain type thing, and it's a really cool effect because they're kind of they're running away from the screen and kept, they're like yeah. running to twelve o'clock and the moon's up there. Yeah, and the the effect of the the grains being brushed aside is really cool. Yeah, it really is. Um, also- Mr. Fox stops and smells the beagles, which is a really neat. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a good callback to the fact that they're animals. Yes. Um, a theme I think we're going to pull through this movie is how animal are they? Yeah. We should have a segment. How animal are they today? <laughs> no. Um, no jingles. No jingles. Darn. Podcast should not have a theme song. Podcast should have a theme song. Man, we're just on. Oh, we got this today. You know what? We just listened to an episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal, so we are very... You know, Jesse Thorne, if you're listening to this, let us join Maximum Fun, okay? Please. <laughs> I would love to be part of that family. That seems like a good family. I just want to meet Jesse Thorne. <laughs> Calm down. You're fanboying too much. He's my hero. All right, so back to the episode. Or minute. Wow, I broke our fourth wall. <gasps> oh, no. So they're running through this field. Mr. Fox smells the beagles. There's a couple. They don't need to worry about it. And they're prepared for it. They're prepared. They've got those blueberries. Blueberries. Man. Violet. You're turning violet. Violet. Um, but then Kylie mentions wolves. He says, yeah, back in the old days, didn't we do this thing if we saw a wolf? And Mr. Fox freaks out. He's like, what? Wolf? Where? What are you talking about? And it's like the first time you see Mr. Fox lose his cool. Yeah. And that's awesome. You don't see George Clooney lose his cool. No, never. He's Mis- always cool. I mean, yeah, but Mr. Fox loses his cool. Yeah. So there's clearly something more than just this cool, suave man. Yes. And we're starting to see behind the curtain. That, that is a theme uh, I think Wes Anderson's really good at is characters being cool that, like, shouldn't be cool. Yeah, it's kind of like the Iron Man effect in which Stan Lee created a character so awful he, he basically, like, pushed the limit of how awful can I make a character and still people love him, and that was Iron Man. Yeah, I was thinking more, you got Max Fisher and Rushmore, who's, like, this, like, nerdy teen, but the shot of him walking out of the elevator and sticking his gum on the wall is, like, the coolest shot of all time. I haven't seen that one, I'm sorry. And then you have, like, Ray Fiennes in Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel is, like, he's this very suave man, but he's also, like, very silly Basically, any Bill Bill Murray character is like he's Bill Murray, but he's also like this, this flawed character that Wes Anderson makes him out to be. And I think Mr. Fox is interesting because he's cool, but you see his vulnerabilities, and st- so he's mm-hmm. a traditionally cool character that becomes less cool, not a non-traditionally cool character that Wes Anderson makes cool. Which okay. I think is what he's good at. All right, I'll take your word for it because I don't know any of those. Well, I've seen Grand Budapest Hotel once, but it was. A while I think ago. that was a bad example. Think about Moonrise Kingdom. The kid, I also haven't seen that. The male character in Moonrise Kingdom is like very uncool, but like throughout the course of the movie, you're like, "Wow, this kid's kind of rad." <laughs> I need to see more Wes Anderson. Apparently, you should. So 
so you get to see him. Yeah, freak out about freak the wolf. out about the wealth, and, and then, then just kind of drop it. Yeah, I think. Well, no, he drops it. He drops it. Yeah, and then I'm sorry, listeners. I do not have my normal notebook. I feel terrible. But we have another cuss for our cuss count. Oh, yeah. It's like 12 or 13. We're at like or 12 or 13. Next time I have my notebook and a cuss comes up, I will have hopefully the accurate yes. number for you all. Um, yeah, we will resume our tally. But basically what happens is they hop over the stone wall, which they were ready for, and then a giant electric this fence. giant fence. And Mr. Frost is like, what the cuss? Where did this fence come from? We had a master plan. And it's great. He's just so it like he's just so out of it in this in this moment. Like you, what you would expect to be his element, per yeah. se, and per se, and it's just not. Well, it's like he hasn't done this for a while, so he's like maybe his his records were old or like yeah. he didn't bother to actually go and scope it out beforehand. Yeah, poor planning, Mister Fox. Like you had a tape player and you didn't scope it out beforehand, that's on you, man. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is but for both the wolf thing and the arriving at the fence thing, the music cuts out amusingly. Yes. Because the music's just kind of this, like, little, like... Jaunty. Yeah, like, just, like, getting ready for something to happen, but, like, building up to something, and then it cuts out, and then it's building up again, and then it cuts out, so it's, it's amusing like that. Mm-hmm. And then we have Kylie reveal his fear... Or, um, excuse me, he has a phobia of thunder. Yeah, it's a very clunky line. It's They're looking at the electric fence. So earnest, though. Kylie is just such an earnest human. Or possum. Yeah. He's just, he just says it with so much meaning. Like, yeah. he cares. Uh, they're looking at the electric fence, and Miss Fox is like, well, Kylie asked what those lightning bolts on the picture mean, because presumably they can't read human signs. Oh, let's pause. Let's put a pin in that, and we'll come back to that in okay. a minute. Let you finish. And then... Mr. Fox is like, well, it probably means this sign maybe might be electric. Or this fence maybe might be electric. Yeah, there's just a lot of uncertainty yeah. in his thoughts. And so they, Kylie. Yeah, there we go. And Kylie says, well, I just hope it doesn't mean thunder because I have a phobia of that. Which is like a clunky line, but it's also like... So precious yeah. for Kylie. And, it, and phobias are like a thing they talk... Like, it's like a motif in this movie. So. Yes. It's good for them. Um, and the science is danger of death. <laughs> yes, that's very amusing as well. All right, so let's get on to this reading thing. Because we see Mr. Fox reading in the beginning of the yeah, movie the, in the newspaper. the newspaper. And then you have this sign here. And you also, have we seen Mr. Um, Mr. Bean reading yet? I don't think so. I don't think we've seen much of Bean. Okay, so we have adults reading eventually but in this moment you have human text yeah and an animal cannot read it so does it but could a human read the animal could because i mean that but it does happen later spoilers later in the movie the characters just straight up talk and no they write ransom notes to each other (laughs) yeah oh they do but also later in the movie they kind of talk no they don't We'll, we'll get there they don't actually talk to one another. Um, but they do write ransom notes, so why wouldn't they know that this is danger of death? You know, I don't know. Let's just move past this. No, so there's an electric I... fence, and they're like, oh, there's a tree right there. Let's just climb over it. So like, at the end of the day, the electric fence like didn't make much of a difference. But I still am curious if... He, like, is there a translator involved? <laughs> maybe, maybe one of the critters learns how to read. I bet it's be- uh, Badger. badger. Yeah. yeah. I bet yeah, it's Badger. I'm going to read Human Badger. Yeah. He is a lawyer. 
Nothing against lawyers. Do you think you trained at, like, the basement of Oxford or something? <gasps> like a little ba- uh, Basil from Great Mouse Detective on the ground floor of 221B Baker Street. Yes. So he's in the same home as Sherlock, but not really. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Oh my gosh, I love this idea. I want Badger to have learned at the base <laughs> or I guess or maybe Cambridge. I'm like, well, if they're in the United States too, it could very well be like Harvard. They're in England. They are? I thought it was pretty clearly established that they're in England. Those rolling fields don't look like England. I'm I'm pretty sure in the Roll Doll it's in England. Oh no, absolutely in the Roll Doll it's in England, but I don't think that's obvious in the movie. I'm pretty sure when we saw the newspapers earlier. We were kind of... Well, the dates in the American order, not the, like, because English, British people put I the date like in a different order. the locations, though. No. We're pretty clear that... I don't have my notebook. I wish I did. For I... me, I'm pretty sure it's in England, and I'm pretty sure it takes place in the fall as well. It definitely doesn't. It says April on the newspaper. You know... I will fight you on this Time one. could have passed between when they moved in. To I'm house. so sick of having this argument with you. I'm not. I'm right. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm right, you're wrong. Uh, no. Wait, that was... That was your old wrong show. show. Wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> Man, but look that one up. That one's a fun time, too. We have a, some good arguments on that show. Yes. Okay. Plugging ourselves. Great. Uh, um, yeah, mostly just moving from location to location yeah, in this but, minute. Not um, really... We just have the... Mr. Fox being afraid of wolves and Kylie being... Having a phobia of thunder. And Kylie being so earnest. Yeah. But re- otherwise, really, like, not much character. It's more like visual appeal. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, a, it's a decent to look at minute. Yeah. The effects of the grains being yeah. pushed to the side. And, and the, then the even, waterfall effect in front of the dam. Even them jumping over the small wooden fence. That's a really oh, cool, the, like, camera. Yeah, that's a really cool camera shot because yeah. you kind of just whoosh. Yeah, that is really cool. But otherwise, yeah, I don't think there's anything in particular to, like, this is just an average minute of a film. Not Nothing done. A cuss-included minute, though. It does include a cuss. Cuss plus one. Okay, shall we call it a day? Farewell, friends. All right, follow us on at Amateur Nerds on Twitter and uh, read the blog AmateurNerds at .wordpress.com or something like that. Well, maybe post it to Twitter eventually, if I remember. I definitely posted to Twitter once. No, um, you didn't. On my personal Oh, Twitter, your personal. At Tyler Booty. At AmateurNerd42 for Contra. Okay. And this has been Fantastic Minute number 18. We hope you join us next time for Fantastic Minute number 19. I thought this was 19. No, the last one was 17. That's right. Get your math right, Condra. No. We hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic. I- <laughs>